0: Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your host, Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly kessler Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss regulatory focus that has become my life this week. Welcome, Carly.
1: Thank you Miles. I, something had to be occupying you cuz you you're normally very easy to get but you've been you've been on a Zoom call or a Teams meeting. What's going on?
0: Regulatory is going on. Regulatory issues are they're like they're like those herds of birds, right? Those yeah. flocks of birds in the fall. <laughs> Regulatory has <laughs> flocked into my inbox. <laughs> The focus seems to be environmental, though I never really expected it to be seasonal like this. I mean, it was just like the month changed and boom, all the calls. Wow.
1: Well, I've been watching you. You've been assembling notebooks and you're sending out emails. You're, you're typing like crazy. You're on the listservs to the members. So, what kind of issues have suddenly arrived? It sounds like Well, they flocked in on you here. They they (laughs) did flock in.
0: They did flock in. I think before I explain that, I'd I'd like to say that while we're talking about what hit my inbox, I'm not alone, and I have some great assists. I have some great uh, help. uh, You know, between the team at Fisher Phillips, who just just shared a splendid. Frequently Asked Questions about OSHA Ooh. document. It was, I don't know if it was like 30 or 40 pages, but I got that out to our members like ASAP and told them, bind it. <laughs> you know, I'm paper guy, bind it, bind print it. and bind
1: Save it. <laughs> Save
0: it, you know, and put it, put it up by the receptionist for when OSHA shows. So it, it's really, it's almost like a master's class on OSHA. I mean, it covers just everything you could think about that's not environmental but you know that was like a wonderful hello sailor moment for miles when that one showed up okay
1: so you're say you said both who else has been providing assistance
0: well uh, as you know omar nashashibi our man in washington dc partner at the franklin uh, partnership has helped me to connect on some really important developing regulatory issues, in, including, we. I was on a Zoom call regarding the, uh, uh, an OSHA uh, lockout-tagout changes and uh, some environmental stuff that um, just came out of nowhere. Wow,
1: Omar is awesome. I'm so glad you work with him. But you're talking about lockout-tagout, that's due to be revised next year, right?
0: Yeah, Carly, I, you know, one of the joys of working with the everybody here at PMPA is they're paying attention, <laughs> and you've been paying attention. Yes, we've already submitted comments. We submitted a time study showing the importance of why we needed the minor servicing exemption to be retained, and we expect to be, you know, on the field, dressed, helmet, on the field early next year. But the rest of my time has been spent on EPA and environmental issues, everything related to chemicals. All
1: right, I I need you to explain this to me. How is chemicals a thing in our shops? I mean, okay, I get it, I get it. We shouldn't dump oil in the storm, sewers, and, and, but what control do our shops actually have over the chemicals in the products? Because the customer tells our shops what steel or other metals to use, right?
0: That's exactly right, Carly. But our customers don't necessarily know what are the ingredients in the materials that they specify to us. So after they tell us, use this, they then send our poor shop proprietors a questionnaire, a regulation, a 60-page, 3,000-line Excel worksheet to uh, answer uh, and demand that we certify or declare or uh, otherwise report what substances are in the products that they told us to use.
1: Oh boy. So big companies, they have engineering departments, purchasing departments, surely they can figure out what's in the parts that they design and specify.
0: If only that were true. Monday morning, this last Monday, I got a request from a PMPA member whose customer demanded to know if their products contained Pops, Annex 1 and 2. Literally Pops, Annex 1 or 2. Pops? Pops. <laughs>
1: like like Tootsie Roll Pops? <laughs> or ooh, soda pop?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's ooh, Pops?
1: pop candy. All right, you, you gotta tell me what's Pops. I doubt it's any of those things.
0: Well, my grandkids think I'm Pops. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. right. It turns out, in Europe, Pops, stands for persistent organic pollutants and doggone it they have a list
1: (laughs) european i heard you say annex did i hear you say annex where the hell is annex
0: yeah so the annex is the list of the chemicals after you read all the 20 or 30 pages of stuff the annex is the list of the actual chemicals all those words talked about and you just nailed it with understanding that annex implies European.
1: <laughs> oh, well, thank you.
0: I looked at the annex, and, and by the way, there was nothing in the annex one that would appear in a metal or a material. I mean, they were organic for sure. And it was stuff, I mean, it was stuff like chlordane or lindane, and, you know. I, I mean, I think of those things <laughs> Like pesticides, right? So, yeah, we don't have pesticides in our material. I was able, I mean, DDT was even on the list. I mean, really? It's 2022. DDT. DDT, you know. Rachel Carson, I'm going to say, according to Rachel Carson, we're not allowed to put DDT in our steel bars. It would burn off. I mean, come on. <laughs> so being able to make sense of all these weird organic names, I was able to help our member come up with a declaration statement that they could submit back to their customer, who, who should know better, and to deal with it. Care to share? You know, why not? I said that we certify, based on my reading of these lists in Annex 1, by the way, Annex 2 was empty. There was nothing there. Nothing. Nothing. It was blank. It was a form and it was blank. Okay. I said that we cert- they could submit, we certify that all products manufactured by our company are compliant to the POPS EU 2019-2021 Annex 1 and 2 August 2020 date requirements and our products do not contain any persistent organic pollutant substances as listed in Annex 1 and Annex 2. We provide manufactured articles from various metallic materials, including irons, steels, stainless steels, aluminums, and copper-based metal alloys. We do not have design authority and manufacture products strictly to the requirements of drawings and specifications provided by our customer.
1: Well, that covers
0: it pretty well, I think. It does, and it also says, look, you guys told us to use it, it's on you, right? (laughs) Our member was thrilled to get that answer the same morning, by the way. Nice. And their customer was shocked that they got that requirement off their to-do list so quickly.
1: I'll bet, I'll bet. See, benefits of membership. PMPA I mean, membership.
0: We were, and it was it's brand new. I mean, literally, it was the first time I'd seen it. Wow. All
1: right. So, what else have you been working on in the regulatory world?
0: Well, there's there's a list of substances that are being considered by US EPA under under TOSCA, and uh, that's the Toxic Toxic Substances Control Act. And it looks like many of them are implicated in what I call. Aerospace applications as well, which will be the last topic we discussed today. Okay. So, officially, the request came in to me, TOSCA chemical data reporting revisions under TOSCA Section 8A, high-priority substance designations and initiation of risk evaluation on high-priority substances, notice of availability, and then the notice Part C says, conditions or use of significant changes in conditions of use. That's a whole bunch of big words. I apologize to our, member, or to our listeners.
1: So how does that apply to our shops, though? Yeah.
0: Well, a variety of the uses of these substances are in the aerospace industry for most of the candidate high-priority substances. So here's an example. Use of trans-1,2-dichloroethylene in the formulation of products, quote, which are distributed and sold to industrial end users primarily for the use in the area of medium and heavy-duty solvent precision cleaning, rinsing, and drying, end of quote.
1: Candidate high-priority substances? It sounds like it's being named as a person of interest by
0: the district attorney. Yeah, I'm wondering what the reward is, but I know it'll be <laughs> a penalty if, if we're caught with it in our shops, right? So my job is to determine if any of those high-priority candidate substances are essential to our precision machining businesses. There was a list of 20.
1: 20, you have to determine if 20 different substances are in use in our shops. How do you even begin that?
0: You know, you need a process. First, I look at each of those substances. Is it something that is a material itself? Is an ingredient in a material? Or is it just a chemical name?
1: So if it was manganese?
0: If it was manganese, I would recognize it as an ingredient in steel, stainless steel, etc. okay? And then I would be screaming bloody murder because you can't eat enough steel for the manganese to hurt you. Eating steel. <laughs> well, I mean, how are you going to get the manganese in, right? Good point. So the good news for our shops is none of the substances were actual ingredients that I could recognize in any of the workpiece materials that make up our components, which are articles uh, produced.
1: Well, that's good news.
0: It's good news for our shops. For me, though, it meant I now had a list of 20 organic chemicals quite similar to, but not quite identical, to the ones that we just talked about in the EU POPs regulation. Uh Uh-oh. Chemicals like, you know, phthalate BBP, 1,2-benzene-dicarboxylic acid, one butyl 2 methyl ester. CAS number 85-68-7, docket ID number. I'll spare you the EPA docket ID number.
1: Oh my gosh, what is that?
0: <laughs> well, it turns out it's used as a plasticizer to make PVC floor tile.
1: So not something our guys have?
0: No, but we've got to make sure that each of those 20 candidate high-priority substances are, in fact, not something our shops use. Or else, if this goes into TSCA rulemaking, we could find our processes inhibited or you know uh, crippled by the lack of some critical substance.
1: So what would you do?
0: I went all PMPA better together, Carly, <laughs> and I called a friend.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Actually, I asked a few of the PMPA metalworking fluid companies' experts. I sent them an email. I blind CC'd them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I sent the email to me, so anybody hits reply, it will come to me, so they're not sharing secrets, but they can they can in confidence share, yes, we use uh benzyl phthalate <laughs> or whatever, right? Right. In, in, in their reply. So what were their answers? It was pretty much all clear, but one, just one, might be actually an ingredient in an in-process cleaner used in uh, product degreasing. So now I'm going to stay up to date with the developing Tosca rules on that one particular substance. And have advised a member shop whose customer demanded a compliance letter how to write a declaration that you know, none of those are actually incorporated in the articles that they produce.
1: Better together, I absolutely love it. I it, love it.
0: It's exactly, it's how we, I mean, we're thriving. That's right. Right? That's a right. Ma- how much heartburn would it be if you had to, I mean, 20 flipping you can't even pronounce pronounce that stuff right? Right. It's painful. So what's the last one? Painful.
1: Painful? (laughs) It's painful. It's painful. What do you mean painful?
0: I mean painful. I had to look at 61 pages of the International Aerospace Group Aerospace and Defense Declarable Substance List. This was an Excel spreadsheet, 50 items to a page, 50 items to a page. When I bring up Excel. The smallest font it brings up is eight. Mm -hmm. When I printed this sucker because I need to go through it with a pen, it was like three.
1: Oh, that's fly spec. You can't even read that. Do you have your microscope? 50,
0: um. yes. I have my old man magnifier Magnifier. because (laughs) holy cow, right?
1: So that's about what, 3,000 line items? I hope they don't all look like that butyl, Bexel, whatever the heck it was you spit out earlier.
0: (laughs) Actually, Carly, the blessing was most of them did. And I know in our ingredient, in our materials, those organic chemicals aren't there. So the more complicated the name, the happier I was. But I did find about 20 items that I'm actually going to be deep diving on later today so I can give my report to the PMPA member who, in his wisdom, provided this to me and said, can you help?
1: I love it. Well, that that answer would be worth the company's dues investment alone.
0: I, I think so because uh, in, those, in those 20 items that I think I'm going to be deep diving on, there were actually metallic components like, you know, tellurium or selenium. There were mentions of stuff that I recognized in uh, arsenic, which can be found in some of the copper alloys too. So, um, yeah, there's going to be some sophisticated and nuanced uh, work when we get through with that one. I think my finished work product uh, will, if they can ask the clarifying questions, you know, like are they using copper materials? Okay, if so, the arsenic's the thing. If if they're using free machining materials, maybe we need to ask about tellurium or selenium or whatever. So then they could go directly. I'll have, if, if that, then check out these lines on these pages and not have to read 3,000 line items themselves.
1: Wow, that is concierge regulatory service right there.
0: That's how I see it, and it's also... Uh, Positive for the company that makes the eye drops. <laughs> I put it that you're gonna twice need to a day be on that see. assignment. <laughs> that wraps up today's podcast on Miles' regulatory heartburn. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You don't want to miss one.
1: For additional information, please visit pmpa.org, where you can also search for articles, webinars, podcasts, and other resources. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see the myriad of other benefits. And why is a PMPA membership so important, Miles?
0: Because Because we we are better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.